Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, a podcast from The Independent focusing on everything to do with sexuality, relationships, identity, and more. We touch on a wide variety of topics ranging from how to have feminist sex to how dating has changed in the post-Me Too era. I'm your host, Olivia Petter, and today I'm joined by TV stars Spencer Matthews and Vogue Williams to discuss family life in the public eye. Hello! Hello! So you guys both starred in a TV show earlier this year about preparing for the arrival of your son, Theodore. And you've just done another series, which is going to air on Monday in a few days, about your second wedding ceremony. Yes. Uh, So... Prior to that, Spencer, you were on Made in Chelsea for how many years? Amongst pretty much every other reality show. Uh, yeah. But yes, uh, I was on Made in Chelsea for what feels like a lifetime, but I think it was six years. So on all of those shows and the show that you guys do together and yeah, combining like that. that with social media, you guys share quite a lot of your lives with the public. Is that a fair statement? Well, you'd kind of think that, but um, not really. Like we, What we film for our TV show is like, parts of our day that we want to film and it's mm. nothing secretive or anything like that social media as you know and I always want people to know that it's like a snapshot into someone's life so it's like the best part of someone's day um, and that's only like what a minute and a half of someone's day uh, so it looks like we share a lot I wouldn't say that we're very private but like we do have certain things that are private to agree to agree with Vogue though yeah it, it is kind of snippets I myself don't really like social media I post extremely rarely unless it's kind of for work uh, or I love it yeah no Vogue does love it <laughs> uh, but but as well the, with the TV stuff it's kind of you I, I've always seen it as a business or a market you know to kind of tap into it you know when back when Made in Chelsea was at its height. It was very dramatic. You know, the point of our show is to is is driven by humour. You know, so we have fun with every job that we do is different, and and it's not really about showcasing ourselves. It's about having fun. You know, in a market and tapping into new things. For me, anyway, I don't. A lot, I'm sure a lot of people do reality television to to be on it for themselves. Um, Vogue and I just have fun. Mm. Having a laugh filming our show is, is yeah. comedy driven. Yeah, I was going to say, so presumably the reason why you do this is because you enjoy making that show and enjoy sharing that part of your lives with people. Yeah, it's really nice. You know, and we I, get paid. And we get paid, yes, yeah. that's the nice part. I d- I, I've done a little reality as well before reality shows, but this one feels Fade a little Street, bit different. For anyone who wants to Google. Yeah, this one feels a little bit different. I mean, we have a crew that we work with that are just, they just come into our house and it just feels like your mates are coming around and it's not annoying. And sure, there are times where it's just like, oh, I don't want to film today but like most of the time it's great fun and and I kind of knew before we even started doing this show that I, I didn't have to worry about like our fights and our drama being on the show because we don't really fight that often and um, so it's not like fueled by like oh like they're breaking up and they're doing this and it's it's nice and it's fun and it, it's nice to know that people actually just like watching stuff that doesn't have to be fueled by drama the, re- the reason most reality television is fueled with drama is because the early successful shows in the uk at least were all dramatic so everyone jumps on the bandwagon and makes dramatic shows 
I think part of the reason Vogue and I liked the idea of working together on this and, and making a show was to see if we could break that a bit uh, and, you know, lead a show uh, that's fueled almost entirely by, by comedy. You know, I, I think initially with the producers, they were always saying, like, oh, but, you know, it needs to be dramatic or if you have a fight, we need to include it. And it's just like... We don't see the point in that. Also, do you think, because presumably both of you have been written about by the tabloids quite a lot before, do you think taking control of what you put out there via social media and via your shows, there's something quite therapeutic about that, like sort of reclaiming control of the narratives? I think it's definitely quite nice to be able to show the person that you actually are and what you're actually like in real life because people have a perception of you that's not always true and it's nice to just come across as yourself and then people can either decide to like you or hate you or whatever. Um, but it is it is nice and it is important. But at the same time, only only recently, I'm going to say this, I actually don't really care what people think of me anymore. That's and I used progress to, right there. I used to really care. It used to really bother me. And it's only in the last, I don't know, maybe since I had Theodore that I was like, you know what? I'm just happy. Like, my life is good. I'm happy with the person I am. I know I'm a nice person. My family are great. My friends are great. They think I'm great. My husband is great. Um, So that's all that's really important to me. So what anyone else thinks or says about me isn't, isn't as important as it used to be. So why do you think people enjoy watching the show? I think it's very. I think it's very easy to relate to. I think a lot of people associate uh, starting a new family with with struggle, you know. And I think we do quite a nice job of balancing it. Uh, not to say that we're brilliant, not but last night. No, yeah, no, he, 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 he can be tricky. We did not sleep much last night. No, he can be. He can be tricky, but you know, it's it's part of being a parent. I think Vogue and I are both kind of. Um, you know, go get them type people and we will do everything we can. We, we don't want to sacrifice being as busy as we can be. We work very hard and, and in doing so, we try and have uh, a nice time and develop as a family. And I think our show is just a nice, easy uh, viewing, n- humorous kind of nod to, to early family life. I th- You know, I think it would be very easy to to kind of, you know, almost demonize having your first child and say, hey, you know, how hard it is and stuff. And, and we, we like to kind of navigate it together and, and, and make it fun. Did you ever watch Made in Chelsea? No, I'd seen a few episodes. So I I wouldn't even say full episodes. I just never, I never got into Terry and I never got into Made in Chelsea. I've always loved the Kardashians. So that was kind of the one I always watched. It takes up her, um, it takes up her but I had, time. But I had seen like a couple of episodes and this, <laughs> I got tweeted a screen grab of these tweets that I'd said about Spencer not being very nice. Really? Like, oh my God. <laughs> I actually totally forgot saying it. I remember I watched a bit and I was like, who is this moron? It, ma- and it I makes just it thought more fun he was for me. Like, obviously, I thought he was the most horrible person in the world for Lo- the like short amount of time I'd seen it. And I made sure to tweet about it. <laughs> lo- I lo- love a challenge. So obviously I knew that. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> just going back to that quickly, Spencer, on the show, you were very much portrayed as like the villain. Yeah. Did you play up to that when you were on that show? Absolutely. I'm not just saying it to kind of, you know, let me off my bad behaviour. But of course, you know, that show is fueled by by drama. You know, without drama, the show dies. There is no show without the drama. Uh, And that's just the way that show is. So obviously, uh, there are times when you, you know, pour yourself as fuel onto a fire for for the drama, because that's the job that we were being paid to do. You know, Mm. it's not... It's not a fly on the wall reality show whereby they follow you around and, you know, they see the real you. It's a dramatised version of events that, you know, may or may not have happened, you know, if the camera crew wasn't there. Uh, Made in Chelsea is quite real and accurate, I suppose. But ultimately, it's been running so long with so much cast that, you know, there has to be someone 
puppeting the scenario. Mm. It doesn't just happen. So, of course, I kind of lent myself to, to the darker role, wore black all the time, uh, had a bit more fun with people that, than I would do ordinarily. I don't actually like confrontation. My wife will tell you that, you know, anyone kind of confronts me. I won't shy away from it, but I won't get involved in it. You know, I'm always the kind of you know, just leave it. It's fine. If it's not going to bother you in, in a week or it's not going to bother you in 10 days, why rise to it now? Just just let it go. Uh, which obviously, you know, if that were the case on Made in Chelsea, I'd be a pretty uninteresting character. Uh, so yeah, in the back of my mind, though, is how can I make this show as dramatic as possible? How can I be... Love and hate in reality television is exactly the same, especially if you're in a big cast. You know, being loved is exactly the same as being hated. People are watching the show, and that's what was important to me. And a few people who really understood the genre was how do we get the most views possible and how do we get recommissioned? And that was in my mind a lot. Have you seen any of the episodes uh, in particular where you were, like, have you rewatched them now? The ones that you were complaining about on Twitter, perhaps? What no. did you say? What were your tweets, I young lady? something awful. Rightly so as well. I was watching, <laughs> there was like a compilation, I think, of him dumping people. I watched By that on river. YouTube and I was like, oh my. I felt after it, I was like, you're actually horrible. You're a really horrible person. As long as it doesn't and happen to you. And this is only like about a year ago. And I was like, I couldn't help, but I was like, oh God, gross. Like, get away from me. You're horrible. Um, she was very friendly when we first met. So <laughs> I don't know where all of this came from. I hadn't watched it when we first met. Um but no, good TV, I suppose. Yeah. I always am a little wary when we go down by the river. BAFTA winning show. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you don't still watch it now, do you? I, I actually, I'm not just saying this to sound cool. I realise people probably think this isn't true, but, you know, it, it, it is. I, I, I never watched it uh, after series one. I think right at the very start, it was really exciting. I remember my first ever scene in the Land Rover with Hugo driving down the King's Road, talking, being really kind of worried about what I was saying and how I'd be perceived. And, and obviously that went away pretty quickly for mm. me because I just, you know, had to fuel the show. Uh, and, I, and I was, and, and it was, it was really fun at that point because you'd go into a scene and you would have no idea what was happening in the scene or you'd genuinely wear your heart on your sleeve uh, and it would be exciting, you know, and it became, you know, a bit more produced over time and, and you know, you had less control in what was actually happening. And, and yeah, it, it, for me anyway, it, it, it lost its uh, original kind of flair uh, and just became a kind of widely trodden market, which for me is never exciting. I actually agree. I, I much preferred the show when, when you were on it. When I was nice mm. in series one and two. There was a bit of a turn in series three. I wonder why that was. So presumably you don't have any of that on your show now. No, no. Now, now, now it's now it's a very accurate representation. I mean, we're probably amplified. I mean, I'd with say the like Maiden Chelsea's kind of babyish in that sense. It's a childish like, you, show. We don't have like makeups and breakups and we just don't have that. If you're an adult who takes Maiden Chelsea seriously, I suggest you take a look at yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Lang is probably too old for that makeup. <laughs> Breakup stuff. Jamie, Jamie, yeah, Jamie Lang being 31 in, in, in November <laughs> is too old for the show. Uh, we have spoken to him about it. And, and, and I, I did actually speak to one of our producers today about seeing if he can jump ship onto our show were we to do a third one. Uh, better suited to it. It's easier to, to be nice on our show. Jamie's there's no there's so no there's no drama. Because well. he 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 makes an appearance, doesn't he? Because yeah. he he officiates your ceremony does, right yeah. at the end of the show. He does. He's hilarious. Judge Rinder officiated. <laughs> he wasn't. Judge Rinder wasn't available, so Jamie was the next best. Yeah. Nice. Uh, thing. Look, we got a lookalike. Going back to the things you decide to share, and obviously you guys share photos of Theodore on social media, but you also put him on a show. Mm. 
So that's sort of amplified 10 times. So how do you respond to people who may criticise that exposure? We don't care what you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, we don't care what you think. And also, and also, I, I actually haven't been criticised for it. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, actually haven't been criticised either. And I think, like, when I post theatre on my social media and stuff, I'm not going to post them in, like, naked. I'm not going to post them having an absolute meltdown. Like, I post funny, nice, heartwarming things that he's not going to be embarrassed about if he's he ever He's a catalyst for likes it. as well, mm. let's be honest. You post him, you get likes. Oh, so, my you God, know, yeah. You know. Great for your engagement. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, so, good for engagement. If I post a picture of me... Him and Winston. If I post a picture of me, no one cares. Post a picture of me in theatre, everyone loves it. So, come on, <laughs> let, let's, let's, let's be honest. Have you um, have you ever shared anything on the show or on social media that you have regretted sharing about Theodora, about each other? I wrote a whole book that I regret writing, but, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, no, I actually, I actually don't think I, I do regret anything that we've shared on TV or social media. Um, I think we are like it's not like you come and they come in and they take every single part of our lives like we're very careful we we know what we're doing each day and like they can't just come and film us when we're sitting doing nothing for the day because that's boring for them it's boring for the viewers it's boring for us they did um, genuinely wake me up once it was weird yeah but like they come and film like <laughs> things where we're actually doing something during yeah. the day because it makes it more uh, fun to watch it's a bit easier I guess than with a show like Love Island, for example, where it's just 24 hours yeah. surveillance, you know, because you presumably know a few days ahead of time when they're going to come film. And you've yeah, got well, we, I, think, I, think any, in. I think any show like Love Island or, or, or the, the Jungle, for example, you kind of go in with a game plan, you'd be dumb not to, you know. Mm. So in the back of your mind always is how do I come across in a way that people will like me, you know, and that's a very juvenile but important way of thinking, you know, back when the idea of fame was attractive. Mm. We're all young, you know, like when you're a teenager, being on television and being recognised is cool. You know, when you're a family and you've got a son, you care less about it, it becomes less important, it's more about the work. So that's why typically you get younger people doing those shows. Mm. Um, but for us, it's really, uh, there is no game plan. For me and, and Vogue, you know, we, we sorry, for Vogue and I, we, we try and uh, just be as real as we can be and we don't really bicker on the show but you do get a, you know Vogue pulls my leg all the time and, and, and if I say something ludicrous uh, puts me down and, and that's uh, arguably the most it's a very Irish thing it's we arguably like it's, argu it's arguably the, uh, the the reason why people like the show so much is because somebody finally puts me in my place speaking of that there's um, I think when you guys first got together there was a lot of the woman who tamed Spencer Matthews kind she of headlines it. she loves it when people say I don't love it at I, all so I want to ask you about this because I think that's quite a sexist thing. I really liked your way of that question, by the way. I don't think that's a label that anyone, I don't think anyone would no. say that about, of, you know, yeah, exactly. No one would say that about me. And like, the thing about it is, he was young anyway at the time, so who cares if whatever way he acted when he was younger. Like, no one knows the way I acted when I was younger. I do. <laughs> I tamed her. <laughs> you never hear it though. It's like, it's no, just, you don't. it really annoys me because it's very stereotypical. It's like the wild man and the, yeah. you know, domestic goddess serve our woman she is the one who made him pure it's like know, it's so yeah, it's archaic so and weird so annoying I, I, think I hate it, that question I it's, hate that it's an essential part of growing up isn't it and, and you know let's be honest and women can be uh, wild uh, yeah unruly. exactly yeah. Yeah. maybe I was and nobody knows about it which I'm glad about <laughs> again, again, again I do so yeah, I hold the cards here is it something that you get asked about a lot not really I mean look I, I always as it, it's very strange how my how things panned out for me I always thought in the back of my mind 
uh, that one day I would be sober. And I always thought in the back of my mind that one, that when I was when I was thirty, I'd like to be married with a kid. I always just had that, but it wouldn't have mattered at all, you know. Had I gone to thirty three, thirty five, forty, you know, it, it it it's just something that I had in my mind. And Vogue and I met, and it just felt extremely like correct, you know. Vogue and I. Neither of us were looking for a, a partner. Uh, neither of us were looking to settle down. It just kind of made sense uh, at the time. And, and, you know, it was very organic and, and still feels that way. You know, we, we are still into each other, I think. Are we, <laughs> do, do you like me? Yeah, okay, good. Uh, yeah, we, we love each other very much. Uh, I'd say we're at 90% today. I'm a bit, bit annoyed with <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, she's annoyed with me today. But nine, nine, I still got 90%. I mean, that's more than most married couples could hope for at the end yeah, of year three, isn't it? Definitely. Uh, yeah, so... I don't know. It, it's every everything about us just feels right to me anyway. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Something you um, have spoken about before, Vogue, is um, having anxiety and managing that. So I wonder if, when you had Theodore, were you worried about postpartum depression? No, because I think anxiety is very different to depression. Um, I've never really been a depressive person. I Mm. mean, people go through their ups and downs or something or whatever, but I've just always had quite bad anxiety and it just it flares up now and again and I did worry that it would get worse and I'd say on and off it's been quite bad since Theodore because you've got that extra worry and you're worrying about more things and there's something more important so like with anxiety you can get like thoughts that it's like you're just like oh god you just think the worst of something is going to happen in a situation so I'd say that gets to me but no I was never worried about postpartum depression but I watched a show actually on Channel 4 I don't know if you saw it about postpartum depression and it was just with Louis through oh my god it was awful like yeah. I just couldn't believe how bad it can get for some people because you think about people being depressed and it's like oh well uh, maybe after the baby comes and everything settles down then it gets better but like for some women it just it that really opened my eyes to it and made me realize how bad it actually was mm. and how bad it can actually get for people so I think even for me having another baby even though I've never suffered from it watching that show 
like you would want to make sure to be careful and just to look out for signs because your hormones are all over the place once you've had a baby before during after for a while all over the place so you're not going to be yourself for a little while anyway and then when you have a new baby that comes into your life your whole mm. life has changed and gotta love them of, hormones yeah that's kind of crazy as well so i think it is it's an important one to look out for but luckily no i i, I didn't have it do you think being in the public eye has helped your mental health or do you think there are times when it has actually compromised it uh, I'd say it definitely compromised my anxiety, particularly with like when I really cared about what people thought. Like, and people would send me messages, and things would just get to you, and then I'd feel anxious about certain things. But now, it kind of doesn't get to me like that anymore. But I think for anyone's mental health, even just social media isn't a good thing because you're comparing your lives to other people on Instagram, and like you compare everything. And even for me, I do it. Um, with like other people I'm like oh god they've just got all their crap together and la 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 and you just can't help it but I always just try and remember that's like the best part of someone's day and that's what I want people to remember about my Instagram I'm not putting up like really awful stuff when I'm feeling terrible not all the time I try to be as honest as I can but like I also don't want to burden followers with like relentless negativity every day so mm. well, I, don't, I don't understand the whole social media thing I, I myself I would never look at somebody else's page and compare myself to them like no. if I look at a picture of Brad Pitt I'm not going to be like why am I not Brad Pitt what Why is it that you, you don't? <laughs> I'm, I'm way better than Brad. What is it that Actually, you don't like about social media if it isn't about? Oh my god! I don't, I, be, oh god! How I, much I would, time do we have? I would, I would never. I would never feel. I would never feel kind of not as good as someone else. I just it's not in my nature. I wouldn't ever look at somebody else and go, "Oh god, I wish I was like them." Like it's just I would never ever think that. So it's it's just not in my it's not in my DNA to think that. Uh, there is one of the rare breeds of people who's really like, and it's a great way to be. He's really like happy within himself. And but like I know I'm not the best looking guy in the world. Like, I know that, and I can see a guy, and I can be like, oh wow, he's like incredible looking. But I wouldn't be like, oh, how do I look like that? I'm just extremely comfortable with like who I am. I think like, it's different for girls as well. Though. Yeah, I think girls it is a bit. are harder on themselves and. Especially with all like, I mean, body shaming online that that drives me a bit mad. But not because I care about what people say. It's because like, it just puts out a bad image for everybody else looking at that kind of thing as well. To answer your question about uh, why I don't like social media, I'll make it very quick because my wife gets very bored of me ranting about social media. Uh, but it's it's the level of accessibility that people have. I think it's ludicrous. I don't believe that every voice deserves it. to be heard. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, I think back in the day, like to be a TV presenter, you had to break through barriers and you had to be you know you had to have talent you had to be someone and, and then people listen to you and you have a voice now it's like it's so muddled the line is mm. so blurred that you know people who really know about something can be talking about it and then people who have no idea what they're talking about are involved in the same forum and it just blasts out into these like ludicrous kind of conversations between millions of people some of whom know what they're talking about some of whom don't uh, and it's jargon and it's pointless. You know, if you go online because you want information, you Google something and you mm -hmm. get the information, that's great. If you go online to argue a point that you may not even know anything about, it just it seems to me to be just vacuous and, and often stupid. How do you feel about social media influencers, people who haven't necessarily been on TV? I feel, I feel haven't I literally think he's going to answer it in a really negative way no I'm not no I'm not no I'm not I was going to say if I'm going to say an influencer like my wife and I'm not just being biased about my wife she is a fantastic influencer she she will not 
post about a product that she doesn't genuinely believe in. So you know when you look at a post from my wife that she backs the product, not because she's being paid in many instances, of course she's being paid, but she would only take the job if it makes sense to her to do it. it it's not a monetary thing mm. per se. Whereas like... I do not understand why anyone would ever listen, like, would ever listen to. Don't name names. You know, Gareth from 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 Bath. You know, he's got three thousand followers with public figure under his name. You know, who, who who's a bit out of shape, but promoting shirts online. So you know, buy this shirt. Who cares what that guy thinks? I, I, I think though. I think I, I, like, I know that some influencers are really dishonest, and I do know that because I I met I met a girl the other day, and she was. Doing a post, like literally doing the post, and she's like, "Oh, it's actually disgusting." And I was, I felt like saying, "But why are you promoting it then? Yeah. Why promote something that you don't like? Because that's like false advertising for people who follow you, who are following you because they trust you and they trust what you're using, what you're saying about that product is is true." But um, but I just think it can be really good because it is a way of shopping. Like I I follow loads of people and I see them wearing certain clothes and I'm like, "Oh, I want that." And that's how I kind of do my online shopping. I see people wearing it and I see what it's like. And the people that I follow, I feel are honest as well. So uh, so that way it's a good way of advertising because it's nice to see other like I don't really go to the shops anymore. I don't have time. I rather do my shopping and stuff online. And I rather like with beauty people like Alex Steiner you know you can mm. trust someone like her because she lives and breathes all things beauty and like if, if, if she likes a product she'll talk about it if she doesn't she just won't talk about it so you know when she's saying something it's, about it's a product it's that's good miss. because there's a monetary value on the job that yeah. you're doing you don't know if it's honest or not anymore people will do anything for money that's always been the case mm. and like the larger the sum the more you'll do you know I would do a weird job for a big sum of money why not you know like, like it, it pays the bills so it's kind of with the influencer thing, you kind of know a lot of the time that what people are pushing uh, isn't mm. isn't a great product, and that for me, you know, I don't know. Back in the day, you'd open GQ, you know, and, and Leo DiCaprio would be stood there wearing a cool pair of sunglasses, and you go, "Oh, I want those," you know, and, and it's kind of like, or, or you just see a pap shot of someone in the street, and you'd go, "Oh, they look cool. Like maybe I'll buy that jacket," and they don't know they're being papped, so they're influencing you without being paid, mm. and that kind of, you know. But again. I think I think there's there's pros and cons, obviously. Let's move on to our lessons in love segment. So this is the part of the podcast where I ask each guest to share something they've learned from their dating and relationship experiences. It can be small or large. It can be very personal or it can be not that personal. It is totally up to you. Vogue, would you like to start? Sure. I would say that... If you are kind of not failing in love, but if you keep going through relationships and you're wondering why does this keep happening to me, I feel like I'm going to the same place with another person. Um, I found out that I had like a pattern that I was going for and I found out what that pattern was, was and then I just cut it off and I stopped going for guys with that pattern and then I was delighted with myself being single and then I met Spencer who was completely different to all those other guys who were in that pattern that I've now boxed different. away. Why, what was different about Spencer? Um, he had his just he had his stuff together more, and he wasn't didn't need he didn't saving. he didn't need me to help him with anything. I didn't have to put myself second. It was it I was, he's really supportive. It was just very different and easy and easy. Spencer, what is your lesson from love and relationships? It's hard for me to to say really. I've never taken any relationship seriously until this one. I've, I'd never given any thought to getting married ever prior mm. to meeting Vogue. You know, with all of and I don't want to put my exes all to, all together, but I, I'd never. I I always was just you know young and having fun with them. You know, and we all are kind of living our 
Oh, I was about to say best life, low. <laughs> That's <laughs> the second weird thing oh you said. God. Go get them. Oh, go, go get them. Yeah, when did I say that? <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't say it. Just for the record, I didn't say that, but that's what I mean. Anyway, uh, but yeah, look, I was always just having fun and, uh, you know, out and about and working, doing whatever, you know, but, but you know, when I met Vogue is when, uh, you know, something went off in my mind and I became uh, a far more serious person. She makes me a much better version What's of myself. What's your lesson myself. from this, though? I don't know. I'm just rambling. My I, my lesson. <laughs> I suppose you've learned. Take um, relationships. Take take. The no, no, don't, don't take relationships seriously unless <laughs> unless you're unless you're willing to unless you're willing to be serious. You know, uh, that's a good lesson. Yeah. Uh, always know where you stand. And I, I know uh, compromise is a good thing. Not that I make huge sacrifices for Vogue, but uh, don't try and change the person that you're with. That's a good one. I, mm, I yes. feel I feel that a lot of people always try and change. Who they're with. Obviously, if you're like some serial cheat, then try and change the person. Yeah, but, but even but, with but, that, but, you're but never I, but I, be able to change that. But person. I mean, I mean, I mean, with like little things, like if a little, if something small niggles you about your partner, unless it's life, like, and don't iron it out, just leave it. You know, like people, people are different. You know, some things that Vogue does from time to time irritate me, but I've just. I've learned to live with it. A lot of things I do irritate her. You're okay, babe. Yeah, and she and she's she's learned to live with it. Like you kind of compromise to the point where you know. To give you a, a small example, like Vogue, Vogue's extremely organised, like hyper organised to the point where everyone else looks disorganised. But it's a good thing. So she'll get back from like a long day, and then reorganise the furniture, and then go outside and reorganise oh, outside. That's a bad and example. I will go away on holidays. I'll come home, and as soon as I get home, home, I'll unpack my suitcase. No, Vogue, Vogue and I are going away on the 10th of December. She's packed her bag. That's not fair. Okay, okay, I'm going to explain that. It's October. Yes, it's October, <laughs> it's but October. let me explain this. <laughs> Early tell October me, as well. Tell me if you think I'm right. So I'm the next sun holiday I go on is the 10th of December. I no pack, away, gonna, you're on I your pack own away my summer wardrobe into suction bags and put them away, not to be seen again until Some, next Something summer. that normal people do. So that I don't have room for everything. So then... Instead of having to pull out all the suction bags and go through my summer clothes again, I've put away a little selection of clothes that I want to take away on holidays with me. So I never have to see those suction bags again until next year. I uh, respect it's, it's that. Yes, terribly organised. but Very you know, organised. Yeah. But basically, I'm, I'm, I'm disorganised for not living like that. So, no, but, I'm not but, saying but, you but, are, but you have room for all your clothes in your wardrobe. I've got too many clothes. Yeah, so now, so now you know, that's something with Vogue that I could have easily tried to change, but I just... Don't bother. Like it used to. I used God, to see I her doing it. I never try to. I'd, I, I'd I be used glorious no, if you. No, were but I organized. used to see her doing it, and I used to be like, "What is going on?" Like you know, and, and it used to be. I used to just be like, "I don't understand why she can't just pack a bag the night before." You know, like me. But I, I just leave it. You I'm know? going to Dublin next week, and I haven't packed my bag. Just That's so unbelievable. You know. And I'm going for a whole week. That's unreal. <laughs> Mine or Theodore is not packed. So it's just yeah. It's uh, no. So so my my point is, I guess, just you know. Live your own lives, and it's great if you can, you know, live it together and be wildly in love and best mates like we are. But you know, Vogue will always be a certain way, and I will always be a certain way. And you know, you need to coexist and not try and make your wife or husband the same as you. I think that's a lovely note to end on, Spencer. Gracias. That's all we have time for this week on Millennial Love. Follow Independent Lifestyle on social media to keep up to date with what's coming up on the show. And if you're a new listener, remember to subscribe to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you listen. Also, leave us a rating and comment with your thoughts on our conversation today. Until next time, thanks a lot for listening. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.